This is Graham Wardle. Mark Friesen. This is Marty Up North. This is Alex Craner. I'm Rupa Subramania. This is Tom Luongo, and you're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Happy Friday. How's everybody doing out there? Pretty good on this set. No complaints. No complaints. Just heard from uh, George out of Calgary. It sounded like it was a bit of a crapshoot over there. Well, here in Lloydminster, as it sits, as of today, was uh, pretty good. I feel like, uh, you know, what are we at? November 17th and hardly any snow. Maybe I'll jinx my jinx ourselves again. I, I'm, you know what I'm going to do right now, folks? I'm, I'm literally going to type into uh, the weather network because if I'm jinxing ourselves right now, I'm going to stop this right now. I'm going to be like, uh, I was wrong. But uh, the last time I checked, it looked like it was still going to be decent for the next, uh, you know, you're like, what am I here? All the farmers are all just like over the moon getting a little bit of weather. But it looks like it's going to be, you know, um, Saturday, 6, 4, minus 3, minus 7, minus 10 gets a little cooler. But no snow in the forecast, folks. And we're sitting like halfway through November. I'm telling you, this side, pretty good. Uh, Not everybody can say that. So wherever you're tuning in, hopefully you're having a great week. It's Friday. Celebrate that a little bit, all right? Uh, before we get to today's episode, how we? How about, you know, instead of the weather, we talk a, a few different uh, uh, advertisers, sponsors of the show. Silver Gold Bull, North America's premier precious metals dealer with uh, the holidays right around the corner. You know, I, I keep talking about this idea, and I'm like, I think it's brilliant. Stocking stuffers with silver, gold, coins, something. I mean, come on. That's, isn't that a great idea? I don't know. I think it is. They got state-of-the-art distribution centers in Calgary, Las Vegas. All you got to do is go online, folks. <clears throat> Ships right to your doorstep. Super easy. Silvergoldbull.ca. That's that's where you go. Uh, if you're looking for a whole lot more, they, they offer a diverse set of services, including buyback, wholesale, registered savings, IRA accounts for all you Americans, RRSP, TFSA for the Canadians, as well as storage and refining solutions. You can trust them to elevate your precious metals investment journey with unrivaled expertise and unparalleled convenience. And if you're like, I only buy from hometown folks, well, it was started in Rocky Mountain House by four Albertans. And, uh, I mean, they have uh, rocketed up the the ladder here. And, once again, silvergoldbull.ca, all you got to do is go on uh, online, ships right to your doorstep. What more do I need to say? Rectech Power Products, if you're in Lloydminster, make sure you make it to the west side. The west side. You know, I've been, uh, does everybody know their directions? You know? I, um... I, I put off directions all the time, and then I'm like, ah, do I got to do left, right? Can't I just say west, east, south, north, you know? I don't know. West side of Lloyd. Uh, I trust you all know exactly where I'm talking. Well, if you get out to the west side of Lloyd, you're going to see uh, Rectech Power Products, and uh, their showroom is, yeah, it's worth going to. And the amount of stuff they got... Uh, um, out and, and and around it and inside of it is is pretty incredible. I was in the multiplex uh, for all you Lloydminster folk or to all you uh, travelers of sports who make it to our multiplex in, in town, the service center. Uh, I think it's the service sports center. Anyways, they have a uh, golf cart there. That thing gives my kids entertainment. That's probably not what it, it probably should have a sign and don't put a sign on there that says kids don't, you know, ride on this or like play around with it. But uh, that, that golf cart that Rectech has sitting there um, gets more kids on it and more arguments happening on who's driving. Um, rather comical. And if you're, uh, you know, if you're looking to see all the odds and ends they got from, you know, obviously Can-Am, Ski-Doo, Spider, Sea-Doo, Mercury, Evinrude, Mahindra Roxer, stop in Monday through Saturday. They're open every day, minus Sunday. 
and uh, they got a parts department, etc. They can hook you up with pretty much anything under the sun, folks. RecTechPowerProducts.com. Old World Flooring. I just said it at the start. I was talking to George. He, uh, If you don't know who I'm talking about, episode 465. He's your go-to crew for tiling in Calgary and the surrounding regions. From a new kitchen backsplash to a handicap, accessible shower, commercial, residential, new homes, renovations. All you got to do, go to www.owf.ltd. You get that old European workmanship. I'm telling you, top freaking notch. Uh, Kristen and the team over at McGowan Professional Chartered Accountants. Well, they offer accounting, bookkeeping, business consulting and training, financial planning, and tax planning. If you're in the mood to have somebody take some of the pressure off you and get some expertise in the old paperwork side of this uh, business, Kristen and team will get you looked after. Uh, For more information, look uh, to McGowan. That's M-C-G-O-W-A-N-C-P-A dot C-A. And uh, you can get you hooked up. I promise. They're they're fantastic. Um, finally, <laughs> Ignite Distributions out of Wainwright, Alberta. That's Shane Stafford. You can uh, trust him uh, to supply industrial, safety, welding, automotive parts, on-site inventory management. He makes sure whatever makes you run, well, you'll never run out of it. So, you know, that's more than like, like I'm, I'm getting my vehicle fixed. You know, I had a deer back uh what was that uh like it's got to be close to a month ago now and i can't get it in you know and then the next thing the guy says is and that's if we have parts well shane's gonna make sure you got the parts folks he also wants to uh remind people that for the kids sake it's next night is december 7th at the vic juba theater it's going to have the uh, irreplaceable parent project there so that's shauna sundell that'll be an interesting night okay Let's get on to the tale of the tape, brought to you by Hancock Petroleum. For the past 80 years, they've been an industry leader in bulk fuels, lubricants, methanol, and chemicals delivering to your farm. Commercial or oil field locations. For more information, visit them at HancockPetroleum.ca. She's a yogi, entrepreneur, coach, memer, podcaster, social media influencer. I'm talking about Carla Treadway. So buckle up. Here we go. Welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Carla Treadway. Carla, how's it? How's things going? Sean, things are good. <laughs> well, that's something I don't hear a whole lot on this show. Usually, it's like, you know, I got some qualms with the world today, and I want to talk about it. So tell me, what's... what's uh, Oh, breathe some life. And I think this releases folks on a Friday. So it's a Friday... Um, I, I'm curious. I'm happy. I, I want to hear some happy things. I think this, uh, yeah. Tell me about it. You know, I, I'm choosing to be happy and that might sound like spiritual bypassing, but, um, I'm, I'm just really focused right now. I'm really focused. I'm choosing what I'm putting my attention on and you know what? The world's always been crazy. Uh, it's always been crazy. Uh, it's never going to stop being crazy. It's probably going to get crazier. So I think I just know deep down if that's the case, well, I have to be really strategic with how I spend my time and what I put my focus on. So uh, things are going well because my business is going bananas right now in the best way possible. My family's good. We're healthy. We got three moose this season and like a few deer. So we got 
freezers full of meat ready to go. It's beautiful weather here. It should be pretty um, dreary and freezing, but it's actually really nice in Kenora right now. So, you know, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things going well. Yeah, you live in an interesting spot. You know, we're texting this morning, folks, and she's like, I'm just getting held up on my, my, you know, on the boat ride across. And I'm like, you're the only person I know who lives on an island. Like, I mean, literal, you know, I say I live on an island from time to time, folks, but I don't mean a literal one. You know, it's more of a, the figurative speech. Um, yeah, you have a you have an interesting perspective on the old, like, I have some American friends who would be like, just fascinated uh, with where you live and how life is for you. It's so funny too, where we live. Um, like we used to only live here in the summertime. It's a lake community. And in the wintertime, we would be out West. We would be on the West coast and in Whistler, BC. And the last place I ever thought I would be was on this Island in Northwestern Ontario, where it gets uh, mighty cold <laughs> and I'd be taking ice roads and snowmobiles and airboats um, in order to transport me and my kids. Uh, I, I never would have wanted to do it before. It, it's definitely a hassle at times, but it, it feels like the best place to be in the entire world right now, to be on an island <laughs> away from uh, the craziness, you know? Yeah, um, well, I mean, uh, I don't know. I uh, th The longer this goes on, the more and more uh, I realize how important community is. And uh, for me, um, community certainly right around me, like uh, here in Lloyd, and, and, and you can stretch that to Alberta and Saskatchewan, but, um, you know, the people you interact with on a day-by-day -day basis are really, really, really important. And, um, you know, I used to think, I used to think Lloyd, like Lloyd gets the the bum rap from both provinces, right? It's like this kind of transient town that has, you know, gets labeled a bunch of different things, but there's such wonderful people here. And uh, in order to live in the middle of nowhere, Alberta, Saskatchewan, that's saying something. And then uh, to deal with our weather and everything else and the drive to go anywhere, you got to kind of be a little bit of a hardy person, you know? And when I hear of you talking about the island, I'm like, man, I bet you you've learned things about yourself that you had no idea you could do. Oh, for sure. Well, and, it, and it's funny that you mention um, community. I, I feel like I'm ready for it now. I didn't actually want that. I wanted to be on a physical island, but I also actually really wanted to be isolated after what happened the last few years. You know, uh, I'm a pretty loud voice in this freedom-y community, and I was treated pretty shitty by people in this small town who didn't see what I was seeing. So, and I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Um, we went from a time and space where you could have different politics and it didn't really matter. And all of a sudden the world got really heated. And of course you're actually safe. Like no one's going to hurt you for your differing views, but, but people feel really unsafe out there in the world. They don't feel like they can express themselves. And I know for a period of time, I needed to just separate myself from everything. And I just kind of put my head down and, and worked, but, um, I've been coming out of my hermit hole more and more and interacting with the community because, um, you're right. We, we do need strong local communities. It's great that I have this thriving online community, but we also need it in, in person. Well, I always think if, 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 uh, you know, 
tomorrow the internet is shut down, what do you have? You have the people, you know, like, or, or you lose everything. I, I mean, you can take that to whatever prepper extreme you want. Um, you have the people around you. Like, I mean, it's great. I can call Carla, but I mean, at the end of the day, she's not coming to save me. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, I think there's something to be said of like, if you needed out of there tomorrow and we could get there, I think, I think a whole uh, host of Canada would come rescue you, you know? Um, but if the world goes to crap in a handbag real fast, take your prepper, you know, for the preppers out there, take your, whatever you've been prepping for, it's like what you're going to be um, nailing down is your community, the group around you. And I'm like, oh, we need that more than ever. Cause you know, like when, when times really get tough, you're going to lean on your neighbors and your, your friends and your family and everything like that. I'm curious, you know, when you said you were like isolating yourself more and more and more, was there nobody in your immediate area that went, oh, Carly, you're bang on. Was there like not a single person or was there a few that came out of the woodworks and said, you're right. I just, it's tough. It's been interesting. Um, it's quite a mix. Um, you know how I describe Kenora mm -hmm. when people ask like what it's like? Have you ever seen Letter Kenny? Yes. It's like Letter Kenny. So we got like the jocks and we got the First Nation communities and then there's the Christians and the meth heads and like the super rich people. Like there's there's such a weird split of all kinds of, of people. Um, so what th there was a very small group of people that were, um, you know, like we, we helped the convoy when they came through Kenora, um, and I helped out in a few different cities as well, but like our protests that were, there were like 10 people. So the people that were like the hardcore fighters, very, very few people. Um, there's lots of people here who are absolutely oblivious to everything. And I actually like those people sometimes. It's kind of nice to be around and like La La Land. You're like, this is pretty easy. Um, and then every now and then I would have someone come up to me. Like I, I used to teach yoga at the yacht club down here. It's, it's a very fancy place, very rich Canadians um, from all over come there. And this really sweet, very powerful woman came up to me after uh, a yoga class that I was teaching there. I think it was two summers ago. And she, she whispers to me, she says, I'm on your email list. Keep going. <laughs> like, so she's a hundred percent on board. And, and I do find that people are quiet. They're quiet, but a lot of the powerful people that I know here, uh, a lot of people who are conservative or have like big agricultural businesses, for example, they know a lot of people with money, a lot of powerful people, they know. They're, they're connected. They're just pretty quiet about it. Well, it's funny. Um, the first protest I ever went to in Lloyd was this year. So like all through, oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. I went to the protest when the truckers were leaving, but I didn't really call that a protest. That was more of a send off for the truckers to go catch the convoy. But that was the first time I'd ever outed myself, which is really funny because I mean, I obviously do a show. So I'm like, I'm outing myself every week. But like, you know, it's different to say it on, on air and realize that people are driving around, listen to us, you know, talk, me and Carla, to, you know, and, and like they're right in on the conversation. But like, they're not sitting across from you giving you all the body language. Like, for all I know, some people absolutely hate me, um, you know, and just like can't stand, can't stand. I'm just like, oh, what is he going to say next, you know? On the flip side, like you never have to experience that for the most part. Until you like put your body out there and you're like exposed to an actual protest or, or what have you. And that's really uncomfortable. In saying that, like, 
the group in Lloyd, they didn't do that either. So we met in like, you know, back room places and like didn't expose ourselves to the entirety of public and saying that we were in a weird way. Did none of that happen in, in, uh, in your area in Kenora? Like, was there no like, you know, I, I like backdoor room meetings where people were meeting together and they're like, what is going on? Like, did none of that happen? Oh yeah. There, there was lots of that. Um, we created pamphlets, we were, um, distributing things in neighborhoods. We were, uh, yeah. Organizing meetings there, there, there was a lot of that happening. Um, and then there was also a whole lot of rednecks in Kenora, like the, the hunting and fishing community who I, I wouldn't say they're awake. Like they, they went out and they got the shot and didn't really think anything of it, but they, um, they already live free. Like they don't really care because they already break the rules. They already don't listen to the government. They already are self-sustaining. Um, and those are the people that we end up spending a, a lot of our time with, like, especially like the rural people. Um, they're like, what would I change? Like, I don't really even need to know more. I literally wouldn't change anything about my life. I'm already doing whatever I want. <laughs> hmm. That's, that's similar to here. I, I mean, like it's similar. The problem is, is as the rules become more, well, I mean, geez, in the middle of COVID, you couldn't leave the country, right? Like, I mean, it's it's easy to be like, well, you know, I'm already free, but like the thing is, is it just keeps getting worse and more insane and more rules and more rules that make zero sense. And you know, you look at it and you go, take for example the CRTC, right? This is November 28th, with uh, them wanting 10 million dollar podcasters to register and everything else. And we all know that's you know, obviously not coming for me and you, in the traditional sense of I don't think Carla's making 10 million, and I'm certainly not making 10 million. Um, but we both release on things like Spotify and everything else, and they certainly are making $10 million. And it's almost this, like, you know, as, as close as I get to, uh, like, freaking out about it, it's done in a way, and you see how government works. They release it, everybody freaks out for, like, three days, and then it goes silent. But November 28th is, you know, just around the corner. And then there will probably be, you know, I'm going to assume a little bit of a delay but then it'll be another three months and then it'll start, you'll start to see the repercussions of everything that's happening and everything. And then pretty soon, like in a year's time, everything in the landscape has changed and you go, well, why did that happen? It's these slow moves, this long game of solitaire as Solzhenitsyn would say. And, um, that's probably the hardest thing with the, the people are like, well, I live free. What's the big deal? It's like, well, yeah, but in the next, yeah, in the next 10 years, we keep going on this pace. It's going to be a very strange world. Oh, it's, it's very 1984. And I don't really know how to prepare for it. Other than I'm, I'm using my mouth as long as I can to be as big of a problem as I can and to share information truthfully as much as I can. Um, while also like my survival brain is like, should I make a separate podcast? that's just work and that's just squeaky clean. And it's me just talking about like coaching and digital marketing. Do I do that as the backup plan? Like that's kind of what I do with my content right now. I do like little YouTube shorts that are squeaky clean because everything gets cut off of YouTube, right? And then we're gonna be putting the full episodes over on Rumble. Is that what I need to do? Like a squeaky clean persona on some platforms? 
But the way this thing is looking, um, I mean, it looks like we're just going to get taken out. And I, I hope that never, ever happens. But I think that's why I'm, I'm so incredibly focused on the show and the business, um, because I don't know if there is an end date to that. I hope not. But one thing that I do do as I'm like actively trying to grow my podcast and my business is I also am trying to spend more present time with my family and in the garden and out in nature because I'm like, Carla, what if it's um, what if it's just taken away from you one day? You better make sure that you're happy with like simple things because I, I don't know where this thing is going and I hope it never, ever gets there, obviously. But in the meantime, you know, don't be attached to anything. <laughs> and, and that's a scary thought. But I, I think it's part of like preparedness, too. It is something that I need to think about. Um, are you okay with just you and your family and simple things also? That's, um, well, probably everybody could ask that question. You know, like, are you just okay with simple things in life? That's a deep, I mean, honestly, that's a pretty, um, deep question you know i was i was in um i uh i told my wife when i got home i i'm like i i, I sound too I, i'm like she's like oh how was it and i'm like ah, i'm gonna sound like too lovey-dovey and you're gonna get irritated with me and she's like sean that's been you from day one i'm like okay fair enough i'll say it the way it is i'm like i really missed you while i was gone and i would like you to come with me you know next time while i'm doing all these different things because i don't hang out near enough with my wife and um i would love that more and then we always tack on to that the kids you know, there was a time when you, you were like, I don't know, like maybe when, when you were like in that stage of like, you're getting three hours of sleep a night and you're just like, oh my God, like I just need a reprieve. I just need a night's sleep. But lately now uh, with the kids being at their age, they are and getting, you know, full night's sleeps and everything else. We've packed all the kids into the RAV4, which if you know what a RAV4 is, it is a tiny little vehicle. And we've went on like, crazy road trips down into the states where we you know and everyone thinks you're insane for doing it and yet when mel, mel and i talk about it like what's your favorite part from uh from our, our vacation down mel's from minnesota and so we go see your family and all of, we always say like the road trip like where it's just chaos and it's so much fun and you're on top of one another and everything else it's like yeah so when you talk about like the simple side of life um being around your family, uh, if you have it, folks, you know, is this about as simple as it gets. It's not that glamorous. And yet, um, man, there's so much, it's just so much there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, P.S. You guys should route through Kenora next time to Minnesota. I'm telling you what, the kid, you know how much the kids would love uh, being like, we got to get on a boat to get to this place? I'd be like, yes. Yes, you do. I'm like, I, I'm once again the pro. So if I go to Kenora, then I'm going to have to go to Dryden because I spent three years of my life in Dryden, billeting with my, uh, you know, my second family there, and I haven't seen Rob and Janet. I think they came through Lloyd this summer, and I think I missed them. I, if memory serves me correct, I was talking on the phone with them, but like I had no idea they were coming through. I, those are, you know, if you're going to get to Kenora, geez, you might as well drive the hour and ten minutes down the road and, and stop in Dryden too. But I hear you on the family stuff. You know, people thought we were crazy when my oldest was, she was in kindergarten and our youngest was two. And we were like, let's skip kindergarten. And we packed up the kids and we spent half a year in Nicaragua. You did not. I didn't know that. 
it was awesome. People are like, what did you do all day? And like spent time together as a family, surfed every day, took midday naps, hung out, taught Hannah how to swim. Um, it was the best thing we ever did. And back then, I didn't even know what I know now about the school system. But now I have no problem taking them. Well, I, I, have, I, I haven't shared this idea because I'm, I'm like, I'm very protective of it. But um, we're actively working on taking the kids for a year and allow and like and interviewing people in my world, like interviewing people wherever I go, because I'm like, I think that'd be a ton of fun. I think it's just like, you know, like go around and like stop in through Ontario and actually come out to the island and, and go interview Carla in person in her in her realm and talk about things in her realm and see what's actually going on. And then and then carry on to the next spot, the next spot, the next spot. And um, the more we talk about the idea, the more excitement you get. But one of the things that comes with that is removing kids from school for a year. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to rewire my brain on that. Right. Like for the homeschoolers, you're like, you're an idiot. Just do it. Uh, but for the rest of us, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, or maybe not the rest of us. For me, it's like school, it's sports, it's all these things you have to remove uh, in order to do that. Not to mention the money to set aside and, and all the other different things that come with uh, such a wild idea. I mean, Drew did it. Yeah, I, I was listening to you guys this morning. And uh, I, I forgot part of, you know, we're talking about Drew Weatherhead, folks. I don't think I need to say that, but assuming that I do, social disorder, you can go listen to Carla's uh, conversation with him. And I'd forgotten, you know, I'd, I'd been sent Drew, man, how long ago is that? Is that 2021? It's a long time ago now. And I'd heard his story back then. And at that time, um, it was wild because, you know, like he was fleeing Canada. He was literally fleeing Canada because we knew we weren't going to be able to leave after whatever it was the fall of 2021. And so he got out. But to hear it again, um, you know, I, I forget. Was that two weeks ago? Is that when that conversation dropped, Carla? To hear you both talk about, like, losing your businesses and all the things that came through it and what Drew got to the, you know, it sounded very emotional, to the point where he's like, I've lost everything. Like, what else can I do? And they pack up and they leave. And I always chuckle. Like, he didn't have, they weren't a camping family. It's it's not like that was, like, that was stepping into the unknown for him. Yeah. It's funny, too. Like, um, a lot of people are focused on building up their external circumstances. You know, like, where we live, people might think that that's, like, the perfect external circumstance. Like, land, hunting, all the things, like... Um, but what I'm getting really, really clear on is there's no perfect external circumstance. Things can change at any moment. You mm. know, like we saw that with like the fires in Canada, for example. I think it's really important not to only focus on like building up your external circumstances because it can be gone. You know, like Drew lost his business. I lost my business. Um, I needed to know instead that I have the skills to pivot that's the most important thing that you have confidence that you have self-trust that you know that you can do it again because whatever your perfect plan is you might have to pivot at some point like things are so wild right now um and you know like you mentioned community it was so clear to me because i i went to el salvador with my family last winter and i was talking to my husband i'm like we got to look at land I think we need land outside of Canada. I don't want to move outside of Canada, but I kind of want like a plan B. Sure. And sure. we looked at some land 
that it's pretty affordable. They it's it's a funny place to visit. They have- El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah. When you You'll say go to like- if you don't mind me asking, Carla, when you say affordable, what do you mean? Like, are we talking? Uh, are we talking a hundred thousand dollars? Are we talking twenty thousand dollars? What are we talking? Twenty. Yeah, like a lot of people are immigrating to Costa Rica right now. Costa Rica. Yeah. Well, um, um. Oh my goodness, I'm spacing on her name. I just, I just had her on. Yes, and her talking about, it, I'm like, oh, interesting, right? Like very interesting. But what I found when we got there and actually like looked at some property was. Um, it was kind of meaningless. You're like, well, it's land. If we were actually in in a position where we needed this, it's just land. You know, we don't know the community. We don't know the people. Um, like we've traveled back and forth to Nicaragua quite a few times. So we have at least more community and people that we know there. That is the most important thing. Because if you did have to start over, if you did have to build something up, you're going to need to know the people, especially if you're in another country. So you're saying all over again, the community thing, how important it is. Yeah, it is. You think of, um, uh, well, in your time of need, whatever form that presents itself, right? For some, it's, it's you know, like in, in the COVID world, for some, it, it, it was you know, like think of like the Coots Four or you think of Chris Barber and, and Tamara Leach going to court or on and on and on. They need this really wide community to try and support that because that's, that's attacking all of us in, you know, in the legal framework of it. Um, but, you know, like it could be just as simple as having somebody to call when you're having a tough day. You know, it's as big or as small as you want to make that problem. It's interesting that you're like, you know, it's just land. Like what you're really going to need is land that has communities surrounding it that's going to look out for you and you can look out for them. And you think uh, the human being, like how much the importance of social connection is. Yeah. It's the most important thing. So did you buy land then over in Costa Rica? No. I mean, there's community there. There's a lot of Canadians moving to Costa Rica. I'm going to talk to Shay, um, but... I think she does a lot of luxury real estate and my husband is not a luxury (laughs) condo kind of man. He wants like jungle bush. It's got to be right on the water. Um, So I don't know. I need to talk to her. I need to pick her brain about where where to go. I I wouldn't mind having um, not only land actually, but money in a country that's not Canada. (laughs) I'd like some money out of the bank here. It's, it's interesting to me, um, you know, like, I feel like, I don't know, folks, interviewing five people a week and like, and just being in that space, you start to see like little tiny trends start to pick up. And one of the trends um, back in 2021 was everybody was staring at, uh, I believe it was November, if memory serves me correct, um, and being like, well, are we leaving or are we staying? And that was a very big conversation. And I've talked a lot about Odenon here and everything else. And it's picking up all over again. It's like this conversation has not subsided. It's actually, if anything, starting to pick up again. I find it very, very peculiar, I guess. You know, like I'm like, I'm hearing more and more people talking about actively leaving the country or having a serious plan B. And plan B is no longer, um, you know, like escaping out to the countryside. It's like, no, we own a place in whatever country you want. 
because people are discussing this, uh, you know, uh, on, and there's a lot of different spots that people are more comfortable with, I would say. And I go back to Shay's episode, Carla, and it was very strange. The amount of feedback I got through the phone about how much they needed to hear it and they were reaching out, whether it was to Shay or to other people, about that exact topic. And I was like, this is, this is fascinating to me because, you know, people are actively saying it out loud now, I guess, is maybe what I'm trying to articulate. Yeah. And I don't think there's like a quote safe place in the world. I think this problem that we're experiencing is, is global. Like we're facing globalism and you're going to experience problems and no matter what country you go to, um, you know, even in, when 2020 hit, we were about to hop on a plane with our family to do this big trip. And we ended up pulling the pin at like 11 p.m. when Justin Trudeau went on TV and was like, don't go anywhere. And it wasn't because we were scared of the Canadians rules. We were like, OK, if we end up in this third world country and shit hits the fan, do we want to be in a place that is potentially lawless? And we don't have like our community, we don't have our guns, we don't have all these things like that's an actual like consideration too. And again, that comes back to the community piece. Um, there are going to be problems in, in any country, there is no country that you can escape to that is this perfect utopia. I, if there is, I think it's Shregs Island in Kenora, Ontario, actually, I think this is the safest place in the world. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody knows where this is like this is it. Um, but I think a plan B is wise. I, I think that's wise. Well, I, I just go back to Chuck Brodnick, who was on last week, and that's exactly what he's talking about. He's like, if you haven't thought about a plan B, you should. And it doesn't mean that you need to go crazy down the rabbit hole, but going down the rabbit hole just a little bit is probably a very, very smart thing. Yeah, it's just good adulting right now. It's practical. <laughs> Good prepping, good adulting. <laughs> That's amazing. That should be a t-shirt, Carla. Yeah. Oh. You've been you've been in the middle of. Uh, I don't know if you've, you're there yet, but I remember you talking to me and Drew in a, a group chat about rebranding, and uh, that's one thing. I, I I don't know why. I was so clear on this at the very, very, very beginning of this. Uh, people were telling me to change, you know, the name of the podcast, this, that, whatever. And I've, I've said this lots. I've never been like, man, I love my name. But I'm like, if I just put it as my name, then people go, well, what's it about? And I go, whatever the heck I want to talk about. I mean, honestly, so certainly we, we go in certain realms now. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's whatever I want to talk about. And you're along for the ride and you can love or hate it, but I can go wherever the heck I want. And the only person who's going to take criticism for it is Sean Newman, nobody else. And and so be it. And uh, when you talk about the rebranding, um, well, walk me through that because I, I guess that's a conversation I've never had to have with myself. And I'm fascinated because lots of people are rebranding and have rebranded and have rebranded, I would say, very successfully. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's work that I do with other people. I do do digital marketing. I, I do do branding. Um, my podcast right now is called Sensemaking, and I'm just looking for more cohesion in, in all of my work. Um, I lost that 
I lost that in 2020 because of how wild things got. So I used to have a brick and mortar studio and the branding for that was super tight, really dialed in, really picture perfect. Everything was great. And then the world fell apart and I had to rebuild myself and I went online, but there were so many different things happening. Like I was scattered internally. And I think that was also reflected in my work. Um, even when I made, uh, when I made my first online community, it was called the sovereign. And I just thought when I made that, what do people need right now? Well, what do people need? People need everything right now. So I threw every single talent that I possibly had into that community. I put my digital wellness studio into the community. They got access to that. I coached them on how to generate money. I brought in Bitcoin experts and homesteaders and medical preparedness. Like it was like a survival container. Here's everything that you could possibly do mental health, physical health, money. And you know what? It was perfect at that time. It's, it is what everybody needed. Plus they needed just to be with like-minded community. But eventually I got to the point where, um, you know, in terms of preparedness, um, you should have done it already. You know, like your pantry, do that in a weekend. Like money obviously takes time to build, but there's a lot of those things. Like, why are we still talking about this? Go and get it done. Spend a weekend, get, prepared however you think you need to and then like let's move on and I think that's where I got to it was time to move on it was time to do something different and also there was a lot of people that were in a sort of precarious place where a lot of the big things money land they just weren't in a position to be uh to even be able to think about that they weren't in a financial position where they could even think about that so I started thinking what's the most practical way that I could help people right now? What's the most practical thing that I can do to help myself so that I don't feel scattered? And that was just really fine tuning a focus, right? So um, I I ditched about 80% of the things that we were doing inside that container. And I said, we're just going to focus on mindset and business, money and your mind. That's the most practical thing that I can do for people, give them hope, help them make more money, find something that they're excited about in this world and how to create it. Um, I think that's a good focus for me and them. So that was the first rebranding was just rebranding my own container. And I think that's what I'm going to do with the podcast moving forward as well. So same name. So everything is tied together, the sovereign CEO so that you start hearing like the same words again. That That's what's helpful with brand recognition, right? It, your brand is kind of boring. You're talking about a lot of the same things again and again. People are hearing a lot of the same words again and again. It starts to become really familiar. Um, so I'll still have like the truthing kind of conversations on the podcast, but I also want to bring on more solutions Um, in regards to um, mastering your mindset. And I call it like mastering your mission. It's not just work. It's like work that lights you up. Like Sean, I wake up at five. I wake up at five, one, because I kind of have to, but also because I actually want to. Um, I'm excited to get to work. I, my day is packed from start to finish. I love what I'm doing. It's super fun. I'm seeing tons of results. I can't imagine not having that right now. I can't imagine having a job that I hate 
and then going home and doomsday scrolling. And that's where most people are living right now. Like, I think it's so important to have something that you're actually excited to work on right now. It's something that gives you hope. It's something that gets you up and out of bed in the morning. Um, and I'm sure it's the same with like you and this podcast. Like, imagine just going to work for someone else. I did and it. Then, yeah. Did it, did it for 10, 10 years. Hard. You know, I have a I have a, a business question then or or a podcast question because I, I find what you just said really fascinating. So one of the things that we've been working on with the podcast is people want want to support it. But they're like, uh, you know, like do you just you know, this has been this has been an interesting question, right? Some people are are are, are very open to um uh, Fountain is an app where you can listen and you earn Satoshi, which is the fall, smallest form of Bitcoin. That's been one. One is value for value. That's an old, um, uh, God, what's his name, folks? It's spacing on me right now. One of the original podcasters or maybe the original where you can uh, essentially donate money to have uh, certain things talked about, etc. And it's very interactional um, with, with the person. I mean, of, of course, you have the way I've been able to go full-time, which is advertising, which is uh, an interesting realm. Um, and then you have, well, I don't know, and I probably missed a few. You have merchandise. You have all these different avenues that you can go down. And one of them we've been exploring is, and we've been very, we've, we've transit, we started on Patreon. And what we found was there was like this holdup on Patreon. And the holdup was they've deplatformed people. Screw Patreon. And you're like, oh, okay. There's this place called Substack, which does the same thing, but has been very um, freedom-minded. They don't shut down conversations. They allow anybody to do this, et cetera, et cetera. Their platform continues to get better and better. And so we started there. And the, the cool thing is, is you can actually pledge and not be charged anything. We can see it. And be like, okay, the day we uh, turn it on to a paywall, this is how much we'll start making year over year. And you're like, oh, that's cool. So we can keep it open and free. But I guess I, I bring this whole thing to something you said there, I think, is that you know you got really narrow in your focus on your community, on what it is, so that you can make people, people are like, oh, this is why I'm joining it, because this is why I'm going to progress. And I'm like, oh, huh, that's an interesting, you know, like just to have bonus content from the podcast, is that enough to make people go, oh yeah, I want to do that tomorrow because of what Sean continues to provide? Or is it something a little more narrow in your focus on Substack that when you go to Substack, you know what you're getting? Is that kind of what you're saying with your community? I'm sorry, I'm pulling in my thought process and putting it into hopefully a question that you can answer. I mean, there's so many different ways to make money. Um, the first thing to focus on is, is you as the brand. So it's not even like your company, like the amount of people that joined that original container that was honestly so scattered, like that's a pretty hard thing to market when it does so many things. It, it's hard to market, right? If, if you're doing a bazillion different things, but so many people poured into that um, because I have an authentic personal brand. People know who Carlos. I am. 
Yeah, they know what kind of human I am. And there was a ton of people that joined having no idea what we were even going to do in there, got in there and they're like, oh, this is what we're doing. Sweet. This is great. Um, so if you're good at that, if you really focus on who you are, uh, really being authentic in your brand, letting people get a glimpse into your world, you can build really solid relationships with people that want to work with you, no matter what you choose to do, whether you're on Patreon or Substack or whatever it whatever it is, if they like you, they're going to come along with you. And clearly that is what you're already doing with the show because you have so many listeners, people like you, you have changed what you've talked about many, many times, and people are still coming along with you for the ride. That's a good thing. So making money, yes, advertisers, for sure. There are different ways that you can make money off of the podcast. Uh, you know, maybe the podcast leads to some other type of work uh, that you're leaning into. I, I would look up Matt Gottesman. He's really smart with digital marketing. And I know that one thing he does with his podcast is uh, use a texting app too. So whenever there's a new episode, he texts everybody and takes them like five minutes, right? Here's a new show. It like increases his downloads because um, no one's ever looking for him, right? People sign up to be text. And then, um, yeah, I know I would probably be way more apt to listen to a show if it immediately got texted to me instead of having to like go and find like what I'm feeling like listening to in that moment, that could be really good for you. Yeah, that's um, fascinating. I remember being a part of a texting app with Jerry, no, Gary V. And uh, at the start, I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. I, I enjoy this. And then it got to the point where it was texting me way too much and I hated it. And uh, I'm very cognizant of that even with Substack, right? Emailing out, I'm like, oh, now they're always getting an email. Ugh. Do I like that? You know, because I don't want to blow things up. And saying that, you know, I never look at, uh, I never tell the the audience too much of my analytics. I don't know why. I'm just not a numbers crunching guy for the most part. In saying that, we've been talking about this 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 strive for one million downloads. So one million listens to the podcast. People get hung up on the download word. It used to be downloads. Now, anytime you like tune into Carla and me talking on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, all these different things, it automatically ticks in a number. And um, like we're we're going to be close to a million for 2023. Like we're so close. Like we're 122,000 away. And when you extrapolate that number out into um, – the rest of November, December, it's going to be freaking close. It's going to be like freaking close. So when, when, or maybe we'll smash it because people will hear this and they'll be like, oh my God, I'm like, yeah, you like this episode, share the crap out of it and, uh, and pass it around. Cause I've never had, I've never had like a, a number goal and I set it with the possibility of like, maybe this could happen. And now here we sit in 2023 and it's like, it's so close. It's not even funny. Like we're going to be close. And if people want to push it over the end, keep listening, keep sharing um, because that's that, you know, I, I, I really want that, but I've never thought about like actively pushing it out via text. And it's funny because I've told a lot of people, you know, when they listen to me, this right here, it's in all the show notes so they can text me immediately. It's how I interact with majority of my audience, which is funny. You should almost lean into that a bit more is what you're saying and say, Hey, here's the next episode. Yep. Exactly. Have you tried, have you looked into that for yourself? I have. Yeah, I might uh, I, I might use that strategy and people can choose if they want to be on your platform or not, if they want to be texted. 
Um, okay. Let's talk about bugging people. Let's talk about bugging people. Um, cause you said you don't want to bug people with like your Substack with too many emails. If you make really good content and people like you and your brand and what you're doing, you're not bugging them. So I send out actually quite a few emails, but they are super strategic and 90% of them are service-based. I'm like sending people strategies. I'm sending them meme templates, like funny things that they want to actually like go and use themselves. So my email list has an open rate of like anywhere between 40 and 70%. That's a huge open rate. Like usually a good open rate is just around like 18%. I Oh God, I have an open rate of 54% and it went and it was as high as 60 some. I didn't realize that was, you know, this is why Sean should probably stare at the analytics more because I don't, I didn't. That's interesting, Carla. You've just given me a piece of feedback that I had no idea that I was even doing well, you know? Yep. And like, I like to teach non-cringy sales because sales is something that most entrepreneurs try and dance around, right? They're like, I'll just put a little link in my link tree on Instagram sure. and people will just go over there. It's a non-negotiable skill to know how to sell. It doesn't matter if you're like a Reiki healer, master, a coach, a podcaster, like everyone's got to know how to do it, but there's a way to do it well. There's a way to do it so it feels good for you and other people. And it can be as simple as like you creating really high level content, you know, sitting down uh, once a week and really writing some solid content. You can repurpose that for the podcast. You can also email it out to your people. And maybe at the end, you're just tacking on like a few of your affiliate links or the ways that they can support you. Um, so it's not just like blasting people with a sales email. I do do that every now and then. But mostly it's stuff that they actually want to use and open. That's um, it's interesting because I, I remember having an entrepreneur share a book with me, something about how, you know, stop feeling bad about making money. Uh, I forget the book, but I'm sure by the look on your face, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny because you sit on this side and you, you go like, ah, I don't want to make it all about money. But the funny thing is, and, you know, it's, it's funny how much this has come up, but I look at the future and I'm like, Holy crap. Like there's there's a real possibility I need to make way more to make it so that you can find me. No longer is it this this free enterprise of Spotify Apple. There's a real strong um possibility that uh you know like not that I want to be Alex Jones, but that you have to spend money on being able to have something that they can't just shut down overnight. You know, when you talk about uh you know really thinking that through. Well, November 28th, folks, I look at that and I go huh yeah. And, and, and what does that come back to? It comes back to honestly money because money can help solve some of your problems that way. Um, and, and, um, talking about it is really uncomfortable cause I don't, that hasn't, I've built something Carla and I, I feel like you've probably been through this at some point yourself. I built something that's been really accessible cause I want people to be able to have access to it, not to close it off. And yet, do you want it to be accessible to everyone or do you want it to be accessible? You know, like, because right now it feels like it, the walls are closing in fast on what we do. Yeah, you, I, I think it would benefit you to have something um, exclusive as well. I think the podcast should be blasted to the world for as long as you can. And then also having something that you own, that you can protect. And it's why I pour 
such good things into my email list and into my private communities. Mm. Um, like my Instagram's going gangbusters right now. That could be gone tomorrow. I am very cognizant that that thing can just disappear. So I want to make sure that I am really nurturing and serving the people behind the scenes. So it's a place that they actually want to stay because we don't own the social media platforms. And clearly even our own podcast, we don't own. Um, we need to get people like behind the scenes wherever possible. I have a whole strategy for you. I'm going to share it with you after. I'm going to give you like... It's funny, you know, I, I always, uh, um, you know, uh, you were asking about faith before we started, you know, and I was like... I'm kind of like that, uh, you know. If you're if you're the uh, the cattleman out there and you deal with steers, you got that one steer. It's just like, why has he got to be such a jackass? Why has he got to run through the fence? Why does any, you know? I mean, with steers, you're usually leading them to the slaughterhouse, so you kind of get the point there. But lots of times, you know, you're like, or or sheep, you know, you're trying to lead them to better pastures, and you got one, you're just like, there he goes again, a freaking guy. And I think. Carla is probably sitting there going, me and Sean have had similar conversations over the past year, and Sean just continues to uh, do what he's doing. Now, it's not like it's not working, but uh, at the same time, to have a, a couple of actionable steps um, probably wouldn't be a bad thing. And I don't know how the heck I got this this conversation to this point. You know, um, I didn't bring you on to talk about making money and everything else, but geez, what did I tell you before we started? I'm like, I'm going to just let the podcast go where it wants, and it seems to be landing on a conversation we've had multiple times. So I appreciate your openness about it um, because I find it very fascinating. Everything that you've done up to this point is perfect. And as far as the steer, like I'm the same. I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. The things that I do now... I'm finally taking the advice that was given to me years ago. So I was ignoring all the advice. What advice were you what what advice were you given years ago that you're like, "Oh my god." Uh, f focusing and doing less. So I'm very ADHD. I don't know if you can tell. I'm I'm ADHD, like my human design is a manifesting generator, which means basically I'm I'm an abundance of ideas. I'm an idea machine. I have a wellspring of energy. I like to do lots of different things because I get bored easily and I'm always looking for that next hit of dopamine. So the good thing about that is that I have a lot of capacity. I have a lot of energy. I do more in my six hour workday than most people do. And when I was told that I needed to eliminate some things and narrow in and go all in with less, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I can do lots of things. But um, I've, I've learned after getting hit in the head so many times that especially for profitability in a business and your own mental health, eventually you have to. Um, I appease my brain by doing the later list. Instead of canceling things, I just say, later list. So for example, I have a I have a digital yoga studio and I have like meditations and breath work and all this great stuff. I love doing that, but that's on the later list for me right now. I don't have time to film all these classes and promote that thing. It's on the later list for me. Um, my podcast got pushed to the later list for a little while while I really dialed in and rebranded my community. Um, I also did a full shutdown for at least 90 days. I said no to everything. I said no to any podcast requests. I said no to any online courses. I said no to any meetings. And I just really went all in and dialed in. And that was so helpful for me. That radically transformed my business. That like gave me a 360% boost in income. 
now I really, I like, I get it now. And the interesting thing too about creativity is my creative brain wanted to be able to do all these different things. But what I've learned by focusing on less, I'm actually getting more creative. When you pick a lane and you really focus and dial in one thing, you are forced to think about things in in different ways. Like how do I talk about this one thing all day long and make it exciting? I mean, what you end up having is depth, right? You're going really deep into the thing. And when you look at accounts online, for example, people that are really successful, you'll see it's kind of the same thing all day long. What does Mark Groves talk about? Relationships. What does Africa Brooke talk about? Self-censorship. Just like one thing all like all day long in and out. And you can create like a few different lanes to play. It doesn't really have to be like just one topic, but the more focused you are uh, in your business, the better. So that was advice that I ignored for a very, very long time. Uh, And sometimes too, when, when you're in it, you also just don't know how to break the habit of being yourself. Or when you have all these projects on the go, you're like, how do I even stop? Like there's no time to like figure out the next strategy. So I think that's where that three month break came in handy. I actually just needed to stop everything um, so that I could think, so I could think straight and actually make like the next strategy and the next plan. That's an interesting. So I had a cure of the dawn on. This is uh, about two, three weeks ago. And he is the complete, not op, kind of opposite, although he is very focused on what he's doing. But he is in overproduction. Like, and he wants to live in the zone for the rest of time. So he just never stops creating. Although, when you think about it, what you've talked about is he focused in on what he calls meaning wave. So taking people who say meaningful things, putting music to it, and releasing that over and over and over and over again to this like level of like, insanity at how hard and how fast he's like producing things um but if i guess so he doesn't say no uh to a whole lot but he probably does you know when i when i say that out loud when you think about it he's overproductive in one area and that's kind of actually what you're saying be a be an inch wide but but ten thousand feet deep or whatever you want Oh yeah. Like when my, my season of no, I call it, it wasn't a season of spaciousness. There, there wasn't a lot of space. And that's what I'm finding too, with the strategy in my business, there is a very simple strategy right now. It's not easy though. It's, it's a whole lot of work, but it's super strategic. It's, if you think about like your energy being a bunch of laser beams, instead of the laser beams, just like shooting out in all directions, it's just like one laser beam hyper-focused in one direction. So it's more powerful in in that way. So yeah, during those three months, I was working my ass off, but on less. And that's why things really blew up the way that they did. So what Akira is doing is that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you've got my brain spinning fast right now. And I love when people do that. You mentioned you have a mastermind uh, coming in January. Can you tell me a little bit about that or at least tell the audience a little bit about that or both? And uh, if people want to support, join, I don't know. Tell me tell me about it. Yeah, for sure. That That's part of my simple strategy is I run a quarterly mastermind. It's called Master Your Mission. 
the mastermind is for people that already have a business. You're not in like the idea stage. There, there already is a business and you're looking to do really just what we talked about. You want to refine your brand. You want to create banger content that actually uh, gets you noticed, that actually connects with the right people. Um, you want to get, uh, you want to really learn to love selling and how to do that strategically without any of the cringy stuff. Basically, you want to make money doing the thing that you actually really love doing in the digital realm. Um, I will say this, and I think it probably fits with your audience, though. I work with awake, freedom-minded businesses. So no, there's nobody uh, here like that, Carla. Nobody here like that. <laughs> so I, that's really important to me because uh, I uh, I spend a lot of time with these people. I'm I'm in and out of their businesses. I'm editing their work for them. Um, I only take so many people inside of it because I do quite a bit of work on their business for them. Um, and we're working together in an intimate container. So it's really nice when you're with like-minded people. And this is part of the reason why I continue to be such a loudmouth on the internet too. I want to make sure that I, I call it joyfully ejecting people from my space. I don't want to work with just anyone. I want to be super clear that I create my own safe spaces, right? I, I want to work with people that are fun, that are forward thinking, that are awake to everything that's going on in the world. But we're going to focus on other things. We're going to focus on moving forward. I'm not working with the black-pilled people. I'm working with the awake people that really understand um, it's now or never time, right? I, I got to blow this thing up. I, I have to really put my head down and focus on something that's going to um, benefit me, my family. And this is a little fluffy, but like the world, right? I, I think the world would be a better place right now if we were all tapped into like what our purpose is. How do we create an impact? How do we not just make like our world better, but other people's worlds better. Cause I, I know that I personally win when other people are winning. I I'm not out here just for me doing something, um, that makes me money. I actually want to get results for other people. Like that is a life well lived when you're helping other people win. Hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I, you know, um, a, a, a it's been a thought-provoking hour. Um, before I let you go, you know, I got to ask, is there anything else that I've skipped over? Because, you know, from time to time I may do that because I get trapped inside my own brain. Um, but if, if there's anything, I, I'm, I got time. It's not like I don't have time. So if um, you're like, well, we got to talk about this or, or something else that I may have skipped over on, on your side of things, please uh, feel free because, um, yeah, it's been an interesting hour. Uh I'll just share this. This is something that I grappled with the last few months, especially with war and all these scary things that are building up around us. Um, I had to really get honest with myself and sit with um, the feelings of like, is it weird for me to just focus on work when it feels like the world is falling apart? Like, is that spiritual bypassing? Is that wrong? And where I've gotten to is what's the alternative is the alternative to be blackpilled is the alternative just to get swept away in the dis distraction you know i 
I think we should be involved in whatever causes speak to us. And if you feel called to like hop on a plane and go overseas and like help a conflict, like go and do that. But I really had to eliminate any feelings around is, is it right to go after things that I want? Is it, is it wrong to pursue something that I love? Um, I don't think it is. I don't think it was an accident that you and I were born with special skills. I don't think God created the world and like the mountains and the ocean and all these creatures and everything is perfect and intentionally made. But then God was like, oh, by the way, uh, it's I'm just going to sprinkle some talent over here and some talent over, but it's like haphazard. I, I think we're meant to use those things. I think it's actually like a slap in the face not to not to bring these things to life. And look, whether things crumble in the future or everything is 100% okay, um, it serves me now and later to put my focus on this right now. You know, mentally, I'm in a better place. Uh, financially, I'm in a better place. I'm doing good work and helping other people. And I know from like my own communities, that was a big relief when people heard me say that, because I know a lot of people were thinking the same thing. Is it wrong to actually just think that I could create something good for myself in this world? I don't think it is. Well, I remember I remember saying in the middle of COVID to Eric Payne, while he was losing his dream profession, I was gaining mine by just giving him a place to talk. And that was a real mind bender like on my on my end because i'm like is it you know when you talk when you say it that way i was like oh i i've i've lit like in the middle of covid doctors lawyers professionals all losing everything they've worked for and the more sean brings them on the more closer i got to you can do this full time now i lost things in the meantime certainly i wasn't unscathed in that but uh i remember telling them that that, that lots like by just giving people a voice to talk they're losing everything they love or maybe not. Maybe they're gaining things, you know, like from, from being able to speak and being heard. Uh, but certainly on this side, I'm like, the more I do this, the closer I'm getting to my goal. And at that time it was to do this full time. Right. And that was really, uh, that was hard to talk about because I'm like, I don't want, uh, I don't want these people to lose their, I don't want this world where if you talk openly, you lose your, your profession and everything you've worked for. And yet that's where we live right now. We live in this world where if you speak openly, unless you're independent, like independent of control, which is pretty much working for a corporation or a school or, you know, now into into some of the professions that have colleges and everything else, like that's what you risk. You literally risk everything you love. Like I think April Hutchinson right now, the female power lifter, is facing two-year suspension for speaking openly about a trans female competing against her and, and beating her. And she's like, this just isn't right. And for speaking openly about that and going on a show like mine and others, I might add, bigger shows than me, um, she's losing everything she's worked so hard for. And yet she needs the platforms to 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 be heard, which is, you know, it's, it's a very confusing thought process if, if, you know, I don't know. Did any of that make sense? Well, it isn't. And we can't, we can't stop because there might be momentary uh, safety in not using your voice, but where we're headed is very, very Dark. scary. If yeah. people can 
we were watching, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the show, All the Light You Cannot See. And it's about, um, uh, it's about the Nazis. And there's a scene there where this man can put together radios and the Nazis come to take away the radio because you were only allowed to listen to Nazi approved radio stations. And I thought like, this is where, this is where this goes. And Drew and I talked about this, like, do you ever wonder if it's dangerous what we're doing right now? It's and dangerous. We both agree it's dangerous and it's going to get worse. So the solution is like, we have to unfortunately embrace the potential of loss and uncertainty and, and discomfort because it's only going to get worse. And, you know, even on like a soul level, I, I read a quote yesterday. It said, most people die never having heard their own voice, meaning they never tapped into what that really was. They never allowed themselves to be fully expressed. They never showed themselves what they were made of. You know, that's applicable to any time in life. But I can't imagine if something bad happened, Sean, at least I know I did everything that I could. I'm going to feel good about that. Yeah, Sol Janitsyn, we read Gulag Archipelago and... Um... That's communist Russia, right? Soviet Russia. And he had said in that book, you know, if he could go back to the beginning, they were all too compliant and getting taken away. Oh, this isn't that big a deal. Oh, this isn't that big a deal. And he said, if I could go back to the start, I would scream at the top of my lungs where we were heading. Now, whether or not, you know, we now we discuss it in the book club. It's like, yeah, people are doing that, but nobody's listening because they're all just like, ah, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal that we got these things going on in our country that make zero sense. And, and when you talk about the, the Nazis and, and the, the propaganda and them controlling everything, it's like, well, where are we heading? You know, we joke loosely that the, the gulags will be fun because we'll all be there. But, you know, I, that's a very dark joke because, like, you go, like, what are we doing? Is it dangerous? Yes. They, and the reason why we know it's dangerous is because they're coming for it. The CRTC isn't, hasn't circles around because we're, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, a force to be reckoned with. I always look at Danielle Smith and go, she got elected because she went and did the podcast circuit in Alberta. And I'm not saying that she got elected just because of me. I'm like, she went and spoke to audiences and there is a ton of people now that listen to podcasts. So they, whether they go, Carla's the danger and Sean, or they go, podcasts are dangerous. I would say they do the latter. They look at and go, podcasts are dangerous. We need to curb this. We need to give them government approved messaging. Because otherwise, we're going to continue to live in this world where everybody's so divisive, except they're the ones making it divisive. They're the ones that are putting out just crazy stuff. And you go, where does this lead? Well, it leads, you know, our version of of Nazi Germany or our version of Soviet Russia or tack on whichever one you want and go back in history as far as you want. But there's all these different versions of it. And we're going to live it out, you know, and, and the only thing nobody can tell you is like, is it a year away? Is it 50 years away? Don't know. But we keep going down this dark rabbit hole. Like how much darker would COVID have been if we didn't exist? Like if, if a whole bunch of people didn't find their courage to have a spot open for people to talk. It would have been, I mean, man, it it was dark on this side. And I was the one, you know, hosting these people. I, I've t talked about that a lot. It was dark. It was a dark time in history. And we've turned the light on for 
a few moments to give everyone like, okay, this is where everything's at. Okay. And they're trying to push the light back off so that we go back in the darkness and this paralyzation of, or paralysis, I should say, of like absolute fear all over again. Yeah. And it's exactly why they're trying to take us out. Like we were a huge problem for them. <laughs> we say that with a little bit of a smile on her face, don't we? Oh, Sean, I don't know what else to do other than like make fun of it sometimes too. I feel like it's, it's, it's a good way to wake people up. If you can even do that. I don't even know if you really can do that, but um, I make fun of the, the dark agendas a lot because uh, no one likes to be made fun of. People love to argue. I try and make like inarguable content, poking fun at things with satire because um, it seems to do something to people's brains. People are like ripe for the argument, but like, what do you do with comedy? It's pretty hard to argue with comedy. Well, and I mean, when things get so dark, sometimes you just got to laugh a little, you know? Laughter is, man, it is a cure for a lot of things. Like, just smiling a bit more is like, holy dina, do you feel better? You know, it's it's where we started off this conversation of where you're at. And talking about those things, I'm like, ah, I get it. Because if you go into the nihilism of the world, you know, and you stay there too long, you can become extremely depressed. Totally. Like, I'm not watching any tinfoily documentaries people send me stuff all the time like deep dive into things that are in the vaccines and i'm not looking at any of that um when you're really focused on what you need to do you will quickly see too there's not a whole lot of time for that first of all but um it's a distraction you know it, it's a distraction and i think that's where a lot of people in this freedom community are getting stuck um there's no point in being awake if you're not using that to drastically change your life, right? Just being in these information holes, it's not really serving you. I, I think it's important to um, know enough, right? You wanna know enough. I, I wanna know enough about the financial sector so that I make a good strategic plan with my money. I wanna keep abreast of what's happening with the war overseas uh, to know if I need to stock the prepper pantry a little bit more. But like 90% of my attention is on building my empire. That's where it's going to go. Because I know from that place, I am a happier, healthier, stronger, more financially secure person. And that is the thing that serves me no matter what. You know, there's a lot of people that are, they're like, I'm awake. And they're living on their couch, scrolling on their phones all day. And I'm like, that's no way to live. And you're super vulnerable, like really vulnerable right now in every way, your mental health, your physical health. Like, I think we need to be monsters right now. I think you need to be an absolute monster. I mean that in like the Jordan Peterson sense, yeah. like wake up early, ice bath, go hit the gym, go make money. Like that's the place that I think we need to be in. We need to be more powerful. You said something there that I, um, when you talk about uh, the distractions of all the documentaries and all the wonderful content that is out there that just like becomes overwhelming. Um, one of the things that probably sitting in our chairs, uh, uh, we probably share in, in very much in common is the amount of content that gets thrown your way that you need to see this. And um, that's, 
I don't have enough hours. Like I do not have enough hours in the day to watch everything. It's it's impossible. You know, I just I just had Linda Blade on. Um, uh, it'll air the day after you, uh, or the day before you. Sorry, Carla. And uh, people are getting a little insight into the podcast. How many days out I am from when it actually airs? We're in the same week. We're only a day or two away. Don't worry, folks. I'm not that far away. But um, Linda has written a book, and it was a fantastic read. But reading takes time. And, you know, I find myself in this interesting world where all the things you want to do take time and energy. They just, you know, and if your energy is depleted, you doesn't matter all the time in the world. You're just like, I just got to go like lay on the couch and recuperate. And on the flip side, if you have all the energy in the world, but you're lacking on time, it doesn't matter because like you, you just can't, you don't have enough hours in the day to get through what you uh, want to. And, um, and then on top of all of that, loss of it is just distraction. It's just like, where do you want to go? I was, I was explaining this, you know, at the start of every year, Mel and I, usually on a road trip somewhere, will set our goals for the year. And writing down things is really, really important. It's like, that's where I want to get to. This is why I bring up the million downloads. Because I was like, you know what? I think it'd be... I never thought I'd hit a million downloads on the podcast. And then I forget, was it year three, somewhere in there, I hit it. And I was like, oh my God. Funny when you just keep doing something over and over again, where you'll slowly trend closer to. And so for 2023, I set the course of like, okay... I think it'd be really cool to say in a year I got a million downloads. I just, I don't, I never would have thought I, once upon a time 10,000 was cool, you know? 100,000 was super cool. One million, I was like, I don't even know what to make of that. And I'm like, now I'm going to set this arbitrary number, which isn't that arbitrary, I guess, and be like, that'd be really cool. I don't know if I can do that, but let's, let's go there. And when you're pointed at a direction, all these things try and distract you. And every once in a while, it really aligns with where you're going. And if you just incorporate it, maybe it jumps you ahead. And gets you closer and closer and closer. Maybe you hit that goal way faster. And the distraction thing is really, really, really important. And no matter how many times I hear it, it takes me internally and I think, what am I being distracted by right now that I shouldn't be doing? Or um, or is just like, yeah, it, yeah, that I shouldn't be doing or I shouldn't be focused on, I guess. And I assume you work on that over and over and over again, Carla. Yeah, daily. Um, and again, like with ADHD, I am I am distracted by everything. Um, it's hard. What What's also hard is that I've built up my business online. So me showing up in the way that I do and answering all these messages and maintaining connection with people is how I grew the business. So it's, it's really hard for me to be in that space and to be boundaried and strategic with my time, because it's, it's really easy for that to take up all my time mm. when I need to be doing other things like writing and filming, uh, writing the programs that I'm running. It's, it's super easy. Um, can I share something you, you mentioned like every year you set your goals. Um, and I want to share this cause this is a DM that I get a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people that are depressed right now. There's a lot of people like you and me. Um, I have quite a few clients that are like big influencers, like huge accounts, and they're really depressed right now. They're depressed. They are burnt out. 
they've been doing all the things and they they know that they need to use these platforms and other people too right that they know that they need to make money they they hear this conversation about like being stronger and wealthier and they're like yeah but i like just can't <laughs> i just feel meh and this is the thing that i give them every single time um like they can't see a vision for themselves in the future they're they're just like right here in the now and usually being in the now is a good thing but it's not if you can't also see like where you're going. So to every single person, I give them what I had to do for a period of time. And this is what was given to me by my mentors. If you're in that space, you have to take a full stop break from all of it. You need to unfollow everybody. You need to mute all the channels, even stuff that like you usually normally like. You got to stop watching the documentaries. You got to stop listening to Joe Rogan or like any tinfoily podcast, not like Joe Rogan's tinfoily, but you have to stop. And you got to just check in with yourself, like ask yourself how long, how many days, 48 hours, a week, two weeks, like whatever number comes up for you. And you just have to trust that like full digital detox. And then when you come back for a period of time, you have to fill yourself up only with the stuff that used to interest you. And this is the hardest part because this part feels like a grind. This part feels like spiritual bypassing. This part feels fake. So if you used to really like sports, but now you're distracted and only want to find out about like the war, make yourself watch sports. If you're a coach and used to like listening to like the coaching podcast and Jenna Kutcher and all that, but you never do anymore, make yourself. And you have to just like grind your way through this part. And eventually something in you will flip. And this is like the discipline is just like making yourself fill yourself up with like these books that you used to read that aren't about COVID or like books about business, books about money, health, whatever that thing is that you're interested in. This is why people can't create right now. This is why they can't set goals for the future. They're only filling themselves up with war and doom and gloom and corruption. And then they're wondering why they can't create. Well, it's the only thing you're taking in. So of course, there's no ideas. Of course, there's no inspiration. You got to start filling yourself up. And I, I will stress this. It will feel like a grind. You won't want to do it. And this is what people don't realize is how addicting the shit is. It is so addicting to go down these rabbit holes. Um, you got to break it. And you know, I did that for myself and now I can come back with this really healthy relationship with it all where if I choose to go down the rabbit hole, I can do it and it doesn't tank me because I know that most of my time is spent like filling my cup. So then now I can input. I want to be creating more than I'm consuming. And that is how you can start moving forward and create that vision because that's a miserable place to live. If you can't see a good vision for yourself, goals in the future, um, that's not a good space to live. You know, this is why we focus on mindset so much in my business coaching container. I can throw all these business practices at you and strategy and sales and all the things. You won't do it if your mindset's not right, right? That's the thing that we need to focus on right now. But yeah, if anyone is listening and is in that space where you just feel meh, <laughs> you got to do this practice. It, it will change the game. Everyone I've given it to 
they're a whole brand new person and they can eventually come back online with like the scales lifted off their eyes. I think it's um, a, a really interesting way to end it. Um, I think you have some very interesting thoughts there. And I think, well, I mean, there's probably, as you say, a ton of people that just need to hear it. And um, I'll be interested to see what the phone does because uh, the phone always tells me one way or another what people are thinking, you know, and where they're at with things. And uh, just a, well, I, I don't know, Carly, you, we, we've been trying to line this up and I've been um, flat out as hard as I can go here uh, for the last little bit anyways. And it's been really difficult to uh, get people on. And I think that's, in my on one side, I'm like really proud, like proud of that because I'm like, oh, I've got these people lined up. I'm getting these people on and on and on and it goes. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it's also kind of funny that Carly's like, hey, should we do something? Like, yeah, we should. Can we plan it for here and saying that i had some bad luck i hit a deer so i'm driving around in a vehicle right now that doesn't get fixed for another month and i'm like oh my god like i i'm just like are this. there antlers to the front of it no but there's still fur there's still fur and the guy at the the guy at the the auto body shop he's like holy man you must have really hammered this thing and i'm like well i didn't see it so i literally just was like cruise control and bang like and mel was sitting beside me she's just like oh my god you know like it's like Anyways, we, we hit her, we've hit her full on. And, uh, you know, with all the things going on in the world, it's not like you're getting in next week to have your vehicle fixed. Uh, it's, it's, you know, that's another strange conversation on itself, but, uh, appreciate you coming on and, and doing this. I look forward to hearing what people have to say. And, uh, well, I hope we do it again. Uh, you know, uh, I assume in 2024 at some point. Well, yeah, we're going to have to have you over on mine here because we, we have to film a lot of podcasts in the next two weeks, Sean, before we're both canceled. <laughs> Don't say, you know, as we laugh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be underground. There, yeah, well, There'll be a new internet. Don't worry, guys. That's right. Awesome. Thanks, Carla. Thanks for hopping on again. And if people want to find you, where where can they go? Um, probably the easiest place to find me is Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Carla Joy Treadway. Sweet. Cool. There you go, folks. And uh, we will catch up on a different day. Anyways, folks, uh, that was Carla Treadway. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope everybody enjoyed it. There's some thought. You know, it's, it's always weird. Uh, some days you just, when you're sitting on this side, you get a thought and it completely... Um, dislodges my brain if you would you know i'm usually a pretty good like i can focus on things and today i felt like i was kind of all over the map and i do applaud uh, carla for doing that to me because uh, i feel like that's exactly what happened um Anyways, this episode brought to you by CalRock Industries. Uh, use surplus frac sales and production tanks with new and used and refurbished oil and gas equipment in stock. CalRock is your best bet when it comes to finding equipment that fits your needs, is within budget, and is ready as soon as you need it. And they can do that uh, as soon as you need a custom manufactured tanks and other equipment for your specific application. I'm talking about uh, CalRock here in Lloydminster. And uh, interestingly enough, I get uh, they have a they're doing two Christmas parties. I thought this was cool of CalRock. They have one for kids specifically. Um, so all their employees, kids have a specific Christmas party and then they're, they're bringing in, um, an act, uh, uh, for like the adults for the next night. So they've rented the hall for two nights in a row, one specific to kids, one for, uh, you know, all their employees and their spouses. So I was like, geez, that's, I don't know. I thought that was cool. If, uh, you enjoy what we're doing here, make sure you slide over to Substack. Uh, it's in the show notes. You can uh, subscribe there, get on the email list. You can pledge right now. Everybody's wondering why they don't see it come up on their credit card. It's because we haven't uh, enacted the paywall just yet. We're, we're just building it as we go. And we'd hope you would uh, come over and see what we're doing there. And, uh, well, that's all I got for you today. We'll catch up to you 
uh, next week. Thanks, folks. <laughs>